0: My name is Rachel Peru, and I'm a 50-year-old grey-haired curve model, and I'm going to be your host for the Out of the Bubble podcast. I started a new career, age 46, modelling, and on social media, I found so many women, inspiring and amazing women over 40, who were really embracing their midlife and helping to break down the stereotypical barriers. I really wanted to share these stories with you, so let's celebrate and firmly place the spotlight on women over 40. My weekly reminder that you are not invisible and it's never too late to try something new. Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Bubble Podcast with Rachel Peru. I hope you've all had a great weekend. So I'm back to you this week and I'm talking about a subject that's really close to my heart and it's something that I'm very passionate about and that's body confidence. So today I'm going to be joined by Astrid Longhurst who is a body image consultant and expert. She is the founder of the Institute of Body Confidence Coaching. So she now trains others to help other women become more confident. Some might recognize her as being one of the UK's first plus size fitness structures on GMTV, and she was also part of the first generation plus size models and she has been on quite some body journey herself so I'm really looking forward to sharing her story this morning and her thoughts. Excited to share that from this series onwards Out of the Bubble will be teaming up with some of my favourite brands to be able to offer Out of the Bubble listeners some amazing discounts. So I'm starting off this month with Studio 10 Makeup. If you've never heard of this, this brand, then it's founded by Grace Fodder after seeing a real lack in the market for makeup suitable for women over 35. It's 100% designed by women for women, real pro-ageing makeup brand, which I absolutely love. It's become a staple part of my makeup bag. I don't know about you, but I find shopping for makeup, especially in department stores, can be really intimidating as we get older because our skin changes and we need different things and there's so much choice out there. I've had so many compliments after using Studio 10 makeup in the last couple of years about how flawless my makeup looks. And so, it, Studio 10 offers a really easy to use range of products. I can't recommend them enough. So, for Out of the Bubble listeners, for this month until the 7th of March, you will be able to receive a 20% discount on all products. Just use Out of the Bubble 20 code at checkout. And I have to declare that this is part of an affiliation, so I would gain a small amount of remuneration if any sales were made through this code. But if you'd like to know more about Grace Fodder, you'll be able to catch up and listen to episode 40, where we get to find out more about the brand and why Grace really saw there was a need for it and what the soft, what the brand's all about. So if you'd like to know more about that, please go check out episode 40. But don't forget, it's on till now, until the 7th of March. And if you're looking to update your makeup, um, I would definitely recommend Studio 10 is a great place to start. Out of the bubble 20, use the discount code. Right, let's get started with today's guest. So good morning Astrid, I am so excited to be talking to you this morning, how are you?
1: I'm really good and I have to say I was so looking forward to speaking with you too, I was like a child really, the excitement that was building within me.
0: It's always always lovely to connect with somebody that's like-minded, that shares the same passion so I've been really looking forward to our conversation today and we have got so much to talk about, it's hard to know where to start. So for people that might not have heard about you, how do you describe yourself and introduce yourself to people? Oh gosh, okay. Well um yeah, gosh, you sort of you
1: want to sort of say everything, don't you? But I suppose the, the best way is to sort of say I'm I'm the founder and director of the Institute for Body Confidence Coaching. I'm also an author of the book Romancing Your Body and also Body Confidence, which actually came out quite a long time ago. So Romancing Your Body is my latest book. Um I teach, I present, I coach, um, and hopefully I inspire. And I think, I think that's what's most important is that, you know, we, we can give ourselves the titles, but actually it's the, the feeling that we create or hope to create in people that really, um, I think, sums us up more. So I, ho- I, I always sort of aim to help people fall in love with their bodies and feel just a little bit better about who they are so and I do that through obviously my writing and the, the work at the Institute for Body Confidence Coaching. So, yes, yeah, so I suppose that's that's that sort of gives you an idea of where I've come from and what I'm doing.
0: And it has been quite some journey. So let's start back at the beginning um, because I think a lot of people, particularly women, will be able to really relate to your experiences of being six or seven years old, um, loving dancing and into ballet and, and then being told that really you, know, you you can't really do ballet because you were too big. And, yes. and I can imagine lots of women out there are going, yes, I heard that too. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? It was, so, it, was, it was so
1: sad really in a way because I have this photograph. It's on my website. But I'm six years old and I'm standing in my, the garden of our little bungalow and I had just passed my first ballet exam. I was six years old and I was wearing a a sort of a tutu dress that my mother had made because we couldn't get anything to wear that was big enough for me. So I I remember going into the exam, actually so aware of that, thinking, oh, everybody else, they're they're tiny. And look at me trumping through in my big homemade ballet dress. But I was standing there and my mum was taking this picture and she kept saying, smile, Astrid smile at the camera and I remember I absolutely remember just feeling mortified because I was thinking all the time at six years old I'm too fat Mm. I don't want to smile at the camera I'm too fat and yet it should have been such a joyous occasion because I just passed a ballet exam and I remember prior to that I had been told by you know, uh, one dancing school that I tried to get into, no, we won't accept you. You're too fat. You're too big. And, you know, when you've got a child or anybody who, movement was my escape. You know, when when I wanted to feel good, that's how I did it. I, I loved to move. And even though I was always bigger, it never stopped me. You know, I was, mm. when I was moving, I was free. I was beautiful. I was wild. I was... Um, I was free of my mind. I think that was the big, I didn't know that then, but you know, I realize this now. But so that's, that's where the story really started in feeling already at six years old. I'm not good enough, I'm not okay, I can't dance. Um, I have to be conditional, a certain size or a shape to be able to do what I love in life. And I think that started a real whole process of my own struggles with my weight, with my thoughts, with with reaching out, with, with doing the things that I wanted to do in life. there's a, I think a lot of us have this sense of when, I've, when I'm have when i slimmer, when I've lost weight, when I'm this, when I'm that, yeah. then I'll go out and do the things that I love. And so we live in a holdback. I lived in a holdback pattern for years. Just kept tiptoeing to the edge of what I would love to do and then going, oh, no, I, I, I'm too big, I'm, I'm too yeah. old. Too, I'm too fat I nobody will want me nobody will nobody will feel that I've got anything to offer and it's a struggle and it's it
0: diminishes your sense of self and your body confidence and it's so, yeah. so shocking that it happens at such a young age because that, like you say, that should be a, a time of real innocence and joy and exploring your creativity and what makes you you feel joyful. And, and so many people are, will be able to think back and think, well, actually, that got squashed at such an early age. Do you think it's changed now? Have you seen a change now in, in society to, to looking back for that? Yeah, interesting question. Not as much as I would love it to.
1: Mm. You know, in my work, um, you know, I still see and hear of, you know, children as young as eight are dieting. Um, The rates of eating disorders have been increasing. And now with men as well as uh, with women, uh, the sense of body dissatisfaction. We're still so obsessed with um, how we look rather than focusing on how we feel and how marvelous our bodies are.
0: Mm. You know,
1: I think it is. I think it is changing I think you know for for instance the work that you're doing your podcasts the way that you come out in the world that you're saying here I am and uh, and I'm going to be me I think the more that we have people who would who are not afraid to be themselves and to shine in whatever um, in a, whatever way that they can I think this is this is making a difference
0: yeah.
1: I would love to see more I think that's why I'm so passionate about training people to become body qualified body confidence coaches because you know, we need, we need to pass this message on. And I think certainly to our young ones, we need to be able to have mothers who are modeling the fact that they are really happy with their bodies. And they they can pass that on to their daughters, especially, you know, so that they can, we can then, we can then bring up a, a society of, you know, women and men who are, who are not afraid to be themselves. And they know, they know that they're okay. They don't have to look for somebody else's evaluation of them. So I love your question. And I, I do think it is changing. I do think there are, there are many signs that it's changing, but I would love to see it change so much more. I think we've, I think we've still got a long way to go because these feelings of body dissatisfaction become so embedded in us. Yeah. You know, it it's it's really is a journey. I, I teach a lot of workshops on that, you know, rewriting your body story, you know, looking at your body journey, and in the most positive ways, and then being able to change the, the old story that is still running, because those comments and ideas that we have about ourselves early on in our life can go on to have such a significant effect with us as adults. And many adults, including myself, were carrying an old, and very old, worn out story of I'm not good enough. Mm. So yeah, I, I, I hope this is why it's so lovely that you know, you're doing all of the things that you are doing. And, and that I think that we all do what we can do in this world and to, and to shine brightly. You know, that's the, that's the thing. To shine brightly and be your authentic self,
0: no matter what. <laughs> yeah, and it seems to me throughout your journey, even from a young age, you were somewhere deep down. You still had that determination to make sure you did shine brightly because you didn't just drop the dancing. You still pursued it and, and, and carried on with that, whereas lots of people might have just said, right, okay, I'm just going to walk away from it. So, so did you have that inner knowledge deep down that you really could do it? Yes. Do you know what? And I think we all do. I think this is this is the
1: thing. I loved it so much, and I battled. I just battled, but because I loved the experience, and it's all about the feeling. I loved it so much. And I was going, I, I remember going through all my early dance days I tried to get, I remember auditioning for the dancing school that I wanted to get into. And I was, I'd already lost a lot of weight. I'd already lost a lot of weight. So I turned up at the audition and um, I think I must have been about 12 stone at the time. Um, I'd, I'd already lost a huge amount, probably about five or six stone. And mm. uh, so I thought, gosh, I'm going to get this. I'm going to, I'm going to be able to walk in. So I did a great audition. And um, unfortunately, the, the result of it was, you're still too big. You need to come back to us when you're around eight stone. Oh and my heart sank. Yeah, it was like, what? I don't know whether I can do that. I don't know whether I can lose any more weight. I went away. I lost more weight. I came back. I got into the dance college. I was ecstatic. But my journey through that, again, as much as I love the dancing, I was struggling, was struggling to keep my weight down. And then I started to not enjoy what I so loved because it was so dependent. And I suppose really when I look at it, I've chosen initially a career to go into where it was dependent on uh, size and shape. And I love to see now when you see um, bigger girls and they're dancing. You know, I love that. When you see, you know, groups of girls and they're just rocking it and they are doing street dance or ballet or whatever it is or yoga and they're moving and they're not afraid and they're saying, no, I'm owning my body, I'm Mm -hmm. owning my passion. But back then, you see, when I was when I was doing that, I mean, I'm 60 years old now. So when I was doing that, we there was a very very strict code of how you had to look and be. So I, I'm loving that. I'm loving that with, that we're seeing more representation yeah. of you know bigger ladies or ladies at any size, any age going. You don't know, no, I'm going to dance no matter what. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so the 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 struggle was was there and. But you know what, Rachel, I think, and the determination, I think we all have that that spirit. You see, I think this is what's so wonderful about us as human beings. We have this indomitable spirit. I think we've seen it in, uh, especially now, with um, all of the, the COVID and the lockdown yeah. and all things that have been going on. We've seen people rise to the occasion. I mean, You know, we are extraordinary. And I think, you know, that really our journeys as well teach us to become more of who we truly are. You know, all of my struggle I know now was, was absolutely essential for me to be doing the work that I'm doing and feeling so good um, in my life as I am now. And yeah. I, I, do, I do believe that, you know, nothing is ever wasted. Because you know, because a yeah. tendency we, we can look back and say, oh, if only I knew what I, I knew now then. But we didn't and we couldn't have done the changes or made the changes that we did. So I, I have this very positive philosophy that says, you know what, wherever you are in your life, no matter what is happening, there is something in that for you. And if you can find it and you can use it in a way that is right for you, this leads you closer and closer to your passion, your desires, feeling good, not being afraid, not holding back in your life. So everything is essential as well for our for our own growth, you know. Yeah, I that's think such a, you know, a good I way of looking that. at
0: it. Yeah, I do. I, I can I can see that. And when I look back now, there's a temptation to think I've got to have wasted so much time in my twenties and thirties worrying about stuff. But then I think that it's made this moment where I am now that, that feeling so much sweeter because I can really appreciate the journey and and Feel free from that now and, and, and get on with my life and so maybe if I hadn't gone through all that I wouldn't be in this place that I'm at now so I can see that. Yeah, it's beautiful isn't it? Yes, yeah. So how did you move from the dance into becoming more fitness orientated then? Was that a natural progression? Yes, I was fascinated because I'd started to teach classes and I was a
1: bigger At that time in the 80s, I was a bigger dance teacher, dance fitness teacher. And what started to really fascinate me was, I taught these classes of amazing women, all different shapes, sizes, ages, and abilities. And we would have the most amazing time. We'd put on the music, we would sweat, we would rock to the beat, we would laugh. There was such joy. And yet, so many people in the class were still upset about their bodies and how they looked. So there was a lot of criticising. Oh, I love the class, but look, how do I look at this? I've still got a stomach. Look at this. How do I get rid of my stomach? How do I shrink my hips? And there was a lot of body um, dissatisfaction. And that started to re- I was really interested. So I started going down the line of psychology. Um, and I was training, first of all, as a um, psychotherapist and counsellor. And then that gradually evolved into moving into Gosh, how, you know, coaching and then becoming a, a coaching uh, supervisor and, and eventually, obviously, um, creating and founding the um, Institute for Body Confidence Coaching. So the journey was very much, look, we've got these amazing bodies, but what's our mind doing? Because we're not appreciating. We've just done this amazing class. And yet, you know, I remember one lady um, many, many years ago, uh, she came up to me and she said, so at the end of the class, we all had a fantastic, fantastic class. And she said, oh look, look, how do I get rid of this? And I said, what? And she said this, and <coughs> excuse me, she held up her top and she was, she had like a cut off bra top and you know, leggings and things. Mm-hmm. And she tried to find a roll of fat. Well, I couldn't see a roll of fat. Mm-hmm. So I was going, what? And she said, well this, how do I, I'm still, I've still got this. And I just looked at her and I said, wow, you know, you're amazing. You're stunning. You're beautiful. And she said, yes, but I, uh, yes, but I've still got this. And she had, she tried to pinch a very tiny amount of skin between her fingers. And I was so shocked that this beautiful, amazing, fit woman could not see how extraordinary she was. Mm. And and that was powerful for me because, you know, I'd done it myself as well. And I think, you know, we don't see ourselves as we are. We see ourselves as some kind of judgment, criticising, we compare. Of course, you know, it just leads to a destination of feeling unhappy. And so I I find that very powerful. So I think it was that disconnect between here we are working out and all, we're amazing. Look at our amazing bodies and we've just got through an hour's workout. My goodness. Mm -hmm. And yet there was still... Some underlying dissatisfaction, so that started that whole mind body link. How do we do this? How do we get our minds fit? How do I work my my mental muscle? How do I work my emotional muscle so that we can all work together so that I can look in I can look in the mirror, I can go into a class at whatever age shape or size I am, and I can say, "I love being me. I, I love the way my body moves without going oh i 'm so sorry for being a little bit bigger or or, or not being bigger at all and thinking
0: that you're not right. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It is. And what I also find is that, that women almost turn it into a competition with themselves. If you get a group of women together, even now, they'll, you know, they'll try and outdo each other with, with kind of horrible comments about their bodies. Oh, you should see mine. I look like this. And, and it's like, well, if we all need to change the narrative that we're saying about our bodies, don't we, and, and pull each other up if we start criticising our bodies. Absolutely. I, I absolutely. And I used to do it. You know, I would be the
1: first in there. Mm. I remember somebody once saying to me many years ago, oh, you know, isn't it cold? Isn't it cold? And my first reaction was, oh, I don't feel the cold. I've got built-in central heating with all this fat. And I remember the group looked at me a little bit sort of gobsmacked as, oh. And I sort of, you know, I'd, I'd learned to use humour as a defence weapon. You know, uh, if I mm. laugh at me, then maybe you won't. And of course, it, it's a dangerous place to be because you know you only drag yourself down. And I think you use the word narrative. That's very that's that's the key. It is the narrative that we are telling about the story we're telling about ourselves and also others. And this competition. The interesting thing about that is it bonds us. Mm. When we're saying, "Oh, I don't feel good either," and there's a unfortunately there's a connection that we sort of group together and we find some comfort in that yeah. but it doesn't on in the long term it doesn't get you anywhere and it doesn't do anything to serve the group of women people that you're with um, one of the biggest things is is never to comment um, negatively on somebody mm. you know and especially yourself you know if somebody ever I mean I if somebody ever says anything negative um, to me about the way they look you know I will immediately always come back with something extremely positive I will never agree with that yeah. and even with myself I won't agree with that anymore and that's been that's been delightful mm. you know the times that you know I remember looking in the mirror and thinking oh what really so fat so fat so ugly oh god you no know, I absolutely refuse to do that and it's it's so fun when you, can, when you can just look in the mirror and just, even if you can't say, I love you, even if you can't say, I like you, finding something that you can say, you know what, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for showing up today. You know, I'm so proud of the way that you overcame this. And it's, it's changing that story. It's telling a new story about who we really are, not a story that's based on how we look, what we've done or haven't done, um, uh, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff. And I think it's the inner self-talk that is the most transformational. But I often make, I make myself laugh really because <laughs> there's a, a saying that, you know, so often we can beat ourselves up. We could say, oh, well, I didn't get that right. I didn't do this right, and I'm awful. I and I'm useless. And I'm never going to be what I want to be. And I would always, I always change that now. And I always say, well, I really messed that up. And I'm adorable. I really, really got that wrong. And I'm just gorgeous. So instead of putting yourself down, and I'm, you know, never going to get it right, say something. I really got that wrong. I really messed up. And it's okay, I'm, I'm okay, I'm, I'm, I'm still,
0: I'm still amazing. And I think there's this misconception, so I think there's this misconception about body confidence that people think once you find body confidence that that's it, you're a done deal, it's all finished and there's no more work involved and you love yourself every day, and it's not that at all, is it? There are days when I'll have a wobble if I'm doing a lingerie shoot and I'm feeling slightly uncomfortable, but the moments last so much less it's it. it's, a, it's a second thought so then it's out of my head and it's gone whereas it would have ruined a whole day before uh, but I think it's about acceptance more than absolutely loving yourself every day isn't it
1: yeah and I think I think you see I think it's a it's a stage I think we work into stages I think you're absolutely right there is no such thing as right but it's us I miss body confidence now I will every day I will be the same because life doesn't do that life brings you ups and downs it brings you changes you know you can hear something on the news and it can make you feel down you can have a comment from somebody Uh, and it can you can sort of step back a little bit so body confidence is fluid body Mm -hmm. confidence is a moving is, is a moving energy and the more, like you said, the more that you can you can learn to coast and, and flow with that moving energy so that actually, whereas one, one time you might have spent three months in bed or three, three months depressed because you were feeling so awful in your life, that, that time period gets shorter and shorter so that you can start to say, well, okay, well, I, I had a bit of a down day then, but you know what? That, that only lasted this amount of time and I'm up and I'm back. So mm-hmm. it's about resilience, it's body confidence, resilience. It's our body confidence changes as well as, as we meet different experiences in our life, like illness, like loss, um, uh, breakups, all of this kind of thing. It, it, it will change because it has to. We are yeah. We are always moving in our life. But I think the biggest thing is learning how to navigate it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very interesting because there's a process why, whereby we can go, from, for instance, say, into a, a more neutral kind of perspective about our bodies, which is very helpful for a lot of people to not comment in a way that is about loving necessarily, but is about that, as you said, the appreciation. I get, I got to go out dancing today. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so grateful to my body. I got to, I got to hold my child in my arms. I'm so grateful to my body. I appreciate my body for getting me up this morning when last night I felt dismal. Mm -hmm. And then, as we go through this process, the the key is really learning how to support, like, cherish, and eventually love. Because the energy of love is very, very powerful. It's a game changer. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at creating a, a higher energy state of being, which is what love is all about. I mean, if you, when you imagine that you're in love with some, someone, you know, for your or your child or a beloved pet, the energy of love it is transformational. So, when we can actually apply that to ourselves, and that is that that can take a long time, but interestingly, shorter than many people think, because it is it it then becomes a part of you that says, "No, I do love me, and I can say that without any." any kind of doubt or um a lot of people think it's very arrogant Mm. gosh how can you say you love you really but we have to eventually you know Mm. it's like any relationship the relationship we have with our bodies is is really dependent on us cherishing loving looking after supporting standing by standing for and it's it's so interesting Rachel because um uh, many years ago, I was working with this fantastic lady and she'd come to me and she had a lot of, a lot of very, very difficult and very upsetting body, body image and body confidence issues. Fabulous lady. And she said, she said, oh, I've just spent my whole life playing small. I've, I've got so many dreams that I'd love to do and I've never really done them. I, I go forward and then I go back and I go forward again. She said, I'm knocked over easily by other people. Somebody says something cruel to me. She said, that's it. I, I'll just, you know, go down in my day. Mm-hmm. And we started working with her beliefs, her thoughts, her story. And over, and one of the things that she started to do is to really start to wear these different words. And in the beginning, it felt so uncomfortable for her. So um, part of that process was inviting her to start to say things about her that were very positive. For instance you know why well, I'm I'm really good at this or I love this colour on me very kind of like I, I can she could do that I love this colour mm-hmm. um I I love the way I walk I love the way that I talk I'm I'm very happy with this my my hair looks great when it's blah blah, blah. yes so so she'd started to really do some work on herself on her self-talk on her narrative and anyway the the she she came back to me after there was a a sort of a few months of her practicing this and she came back to one session and she walked in and she's, and she looked so, so happy. And she said, you'll never guess what, you'll never guess what. And I was going, what? And she said, well, she said, I went to a, to, I went to a party the other day. She said, it was full of lots of my relation, you know, relatives and friends that I had not seen for a while. And she said, anyway, she said, normally I would have been mortified to be there. I'd been so unconfident. I would just spent weeks trying to plan what I was going to wear the, to make me feel the, the slimmest that I could be. And, the, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And uh, she said, well, anyway, she said, I've been practicing all of the stuff and in conversation and I was with the conversation with, you know, an old friend who had always known her as how she was. And anyway, this friend decided that she would say at one point, she said, well, she said, you're very full of yourself these days, aren't you? And my client just roared with laughter and she smiled at her friend and she said, I love this comment. She smiled at her friend and she said, yes, she said, who else would I want to be full of? And I love that. She said, yes, she absolutely said, who else would I want to be full of? And it was so good, you know, and I I was jumping up and down. I was so, you know, I was like, that's fantastic. And she said, the weird thing was, she said, I felt it I was no longer sort of like practicing this stuff she said I felt it I thought gosh in that moment I don't want to be you and I don't want to be somebody else and I'm, I'm not ashamed of me anymore and who else would I want to be full of I can't be full of anybody else but me I that right?
0: yeah
1: it
0: is and well, is that the kind of headspace you were at when you became um, actually the first fitness presen- plus size fitness presenter on GMTV. Is that the kind of, were you in that headspace then that you really had felt that you had to kind of overcome lots of hurdles and felt good in your own skin? Absolutely. I could
1: not, I could not have done GMTV if I wasn't. Mm. Prior to that, when I went on GMTV, it's so it's so fantastic. And because it really broke the stereotype of the fitness presenters So I was a size 24 when I went on GMTV and went live to the nation. Oh this now we're going back quite a long time now. It was back in the 80s, late 80s. And it was so great. But you know what? Great question because I could not have done that before. If I'd got any kind of feelings of oh my goodness, oh I really don't feel I don't feel confident in, in me, I'm gonna be judged. Uh, I, I, I can't do this. I had always said in the past, when I'm a size 10, then I'll look and see if I can uh, teach fitness, and um, you know, do some modeling, and um, do the things that I love in my life. So when I got offered to go on GMTB and, and do this class, and, and I, I think one of the first things I actually said to the producer was, do you know I'm actually a size 24? And the producer laughed and said, yes, we do. That's why we want you. And I said, what? And I said, yeah, no, I, I teach classes. I'm a size 24. I love it. I'm fit. Mm. I, I would love to do it. And honestly, Rachel, it was, it was really groundbreaking because I remember that first day when I went on and we went live, my hands were shaking. I was shaking. My legs were shaking. Um, and I chose one of my favorite songs to uh, work out to. I had a few of my friends behind me. And uh, I think Eamon Holmes was, was he there that day? I can't remember what he was there, but anyway, I knew Lorraine Kelly was did some with, with her. But I remember the, the music went on and it was It's Raining Men, the Weather Girls. And it's so powerful that music. So it's It's Raining Men and then we were off. And it was fabulous. It was so fabulous. And and I think I was after I'd done it, you know, the, I, I when I'd sort of gone home and I I so I was sitting with myself quietly, I was so proud of me because I really realised, makes me feel quite emotional now because mm. I thought, oh my goodness, I was waiting for my life to begin when I was a size 10 yeah. and I've actually done what I was so passionate and I loved so much in my life, at a size 24. And more than anything, I think, in my life, it's shown me that, you know, Whether your dreams can come true whatever size you are and whatever shape and whatever age, I know that now. And that when you do love your body, when you do appreciate yourself, when you do make those steps to reach out, the things happen in quite a different way than you once thought was ever possible. So I feel quite, yes, I can feel that, you know, it really matters. Mm -hmm. And it was huge, Rachel, you know, it was really huge.
0: But it really um, could have been like a fairy tale. It was like a fairy tale ending, really. It, could, it should have been. In, in some respects, that could have been. Like, you would have said, right, that's it. You would have gone on and had such a, a positive career after that. And then to then find yourself struggling with rheumatoid arthritis that completely brings you back down again and floors you. How do you cope with that? Yeah, that, was,
1: that was. You see, this is interesting about all of our journeys. One, as soon as we think we've got it, like you were saying a bit earlier, something comes along that says, hey, let, you've got a little bit more here to do. So I actually, I actually got arthritis very, very badly. Um, my weight went up again. I was around, I think it went up to around 25, 26 stone. I couldn't walk. I was in bed. My knees were swollen. My ankles were swollen. My fingers were swollen. And I went into such a decline, you know, from being able to, you know, work out on national TV and love every moment of it to being in bed with no idea of how I was going to cope with that. And then this weight gain that what, how do I love me? How do I love me with this? And that was, I think that was another huge learning curve because I resented the arthritis, Mm. um, massively. I, um, initially I saw a consultant and, I tried so many different medications which were some of them were fairly toxic my hair started to fall out my energy were, went um i was depressed mm. i couldn't see a way through this i didn't know how i was going to get through this um and i felt ill and angry at my body mm. so why 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 am i getting Ill? Why, why? why can't I just keep going from strength to strength and now looking back the arthritis as much as my own struggles with my size has been one of my greatest teachers I'm I've been off medication now for a few years Um, I'm back walking teaching doing all of the things I love Um, my feet have changed so my feet are now more difficult to walk on Um, and I move, and I, I am out of pain. And so, and I love my body more because of what I've been through. When I Initially, when I started to look at my feet and the way they were changing, I felt so much anger. Now I look at them and I feel, wow, well done you. You've been through all of this, and I can still walk, and I can still dance, and I can still teach, and I can get around, and I'm so grateful. For my feet. I'm so grateful for my body. I am so grateful that my inflammation is down. I am so grateful that I found out that actually meditating is powerful. Visualization is so powerful. Talking to your body and talking to your body with compassion is a game changer. Mm. And gradually, I started to come off the medication. Um, I did it very slowly. I tested it out. It was ups and downs. And where I am now is in a state of, I suppose, awe at anybody, at everybody who's ever been through any, any illness that is threatened to take away anything in their lives. Mm. And again, the power and the resilience of who we are as people. So this, this journey that we all go on is the biggest teacher. So I know now that whatever happens to me, I can use it. I can go with it, I know how to, I know how to support me through it. And so I, I get that now. I get that, although at the time I thought it was one of the worst things, especially after all of that excitement and joy of doing the TV and doing what I love to do, mm-hmm. and then doing nothing and being just completely bedbound. I understand I had more to learn, I had more to give. And I hope now maybe that. I can also inspire people who are suffering with arthritis. That's one of my keys that I would like to develop and say, and and maybe produce, you know, videos that are, you know, aimed at people who we can still work out. We can move. We can we can we can do classes. We can stretch. We can do mindful movement. We can we can do uh, still do aerobic movement at whatever age. But especially if maybe people are having. You know, and they're thinking, "Oh gosh, sure I can't move so well." You know, so that's that's one of my things. I'd love to take further, and I'd love yeah. to really show people. Look, I'm 60 years old. I've my feet are not the same as they were. They don't work in quite the same way. Uh, but look, hey, we can we can still have the greatest fun that we've ever had in our lives, and we can still be fabulous. You know, it's all about being that that fabulous and can do. What
0: advice but could you give? What advice could you give to people that are stuck in that place that they're, they're facing whatever hurdle it might be and they're, they're struggling to even take those first steps to finding their way back to their bodies what what advice could you give them to make some small steps forward focus on what's
1: great first of all turn your turn your attention away to what's wrong to what's right that's the biggest one very very quick turn because wherever you're wherever your attention goes your energy flows. So if we are focusing all the time on what we can't do, which is what I did, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't walk anymore, I'll never be able to teach again. All that happens when we do that is it takes us down a spiral and we get worse and worse and worse. The immune system flares up even more. Um, We have to learn to really train the brain and focus the mind on, so what's great about you? What's positive about today? You know, and somebody, and I've worked with many people who say, Well, nothing, nothing's positive about this disease or this illness. Nothing is positive about my weight. Nothing is positive about my life. And I will stay with them and until they find something that is. So I I will say, So who do you love in your life? Oh, I, I love my children, or I love my dog, or Oh, I love what did you love? Was there anything you loved today? Oh, there was a great sunrise. Was that okay? Well, let's focus on that. So it's it's really, it's turning your focus away. I remember when I was, I was lying in bed and every single part of my body hurt and I was about going to go down a, a, or, you know, the, the negative mindset again. And I remember something stopped me and I thought, well, maybe there's a part of my body that doesn't hurt. And I closed my eyes and I just tapped into my body and I, and I thought, I need to find a part of my body that doesn't hurt and I found my ears didn't hurt.
0: <laughs> Isn't that dumb? <dope>? It is. <laughs> it's the last place you would think about.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And my ears didn't hurt. And you know, it was this realization, oh, my ears don't hurt, okay. So I started to focus, I took my attention off my other parts of my body that hurt, and I, oh, my ears are fine. And you know, and then I started to wear the most fabulous earrings. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you know, accentuate the positives, so I thought, oh, well. <laughs> I might not be able to do other things, but boy, am I going to have the best earrings in the world! <laughs> <laughs> did they get bigger and better as your confidence grew? <laughs> they did. They, they did. Do you remember? Um, was it um, who played Pam Butcher in EastEnders? And yes. she had the most fabulous earrings. And I became a little bit like that. Oh, I'm going to get the most fabulous earrings. And so that, that when people looked at me, they said, "Gosh,
0: love your earrings." <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, seen <laughs> I need
1: to see photographs of that now. Oh gosh! So yes, so it's that you know, and it's and it's it's so much fun rem- remembering that you know. And thank you so much for your question because that that ignited that that memory of that. And and I still do that, you know. If I, if I'm having a day when I'm tired, or you know, anything, or, or maybe my joints are a bit stiffer or whatever. I will focus on what's what's good, well, gosh, I'm alive. Mm. I'm here, I'm alive, I'm so blessed because I get another moment to live another day. Yeah. There are so many people that, that I know that aren't here to have another cup of tea and have a giggle, mm. um, you know. And I have to say, you know, when we can do that, when we can focus on, well, what's good? Well, I'm breathing, I'm, there are parts of my body that don't hurt, let's focus on them. Let's you know. Let's let's. Somebody will say you know well, what's wrong. You know, I've got great ears. Look at my earrings. Dark, <laughs> oh, completely dark, but it creates a giggle. And then when you get a giggle, you're in. You know, you flood your body with those feel good chemicals. You know, all yeah. the dopamine, the oxytocin. And then all of a sudden, before you realise it, you're starting to wake up in the morning with a spring in your step. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember there was one day and I'd been i have been visualizing, and this is a really good tip as well for anyone listening, Um, really use the the power of visualization is is really, really good. So when I couldn't walk, and it was very painful because every time I got out of bed, um, it was very, very painful to put my feet on the floor without real agony and um, so i started to visualize i created a little scene in my head that i'd imagine throwing back my covers in the morning getting up putting my feet on the floor and walking and i just imagined myself walking to the door and going out of my bedroom i all like that's as far as i went mm-hmm. and then what i did with that is i put a really good feeling around it so i imagined myself throwing back my covers sliding broadly getting out of bed walking and then say, wow, you know, really boosting the energy around that. And I did that for a long, long, long period of time. Did it every morning, did it in my mind, did it whenever I could think about it. And honestly, Rachel, there was one morning and I did it. I got out of bed, threw my covers back, got out of bed, and I walked to the door. And I suddenly stopped and I thought, oh my goodness, oh, my goodness, I actually did what I'd been visualizing and working for for so long. And that was, that was a, a real moment. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I was out of pain. Yeah. You know, and I think it's, it's worth trying all of this stuff. You know, I mean, I think as well as, you know, I changed my diet. There were other things. There's, there's other factors, I think, always with disease and illness. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's mental, it's physical. It's um, you know, it's emotional, it's all of these factors that I think go together, but I think all of these factors go together in body confidence. Yeah, you know, It's not really about your body, it's about how you feel about your body. Um, and it's all, ultimately it is all about the feeling and where you're focusing. Are you focusing on that you've got a body? How wonderful, how wonderful you are. You've got a body.
0: Isn't that exciting? What can we do with it today? so it's been an absolute pleasure and what I love is that you have you're passing all this knowledge on to other people now so that other people can train and 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 use your knowledge and experiences and and gain qualifications to then go and help others so it's passing it down the line as well which I think is really fantastic how can people find you Astrid if they want to know more about you great well there's there's two
1: websites uh the first is mine so it's www.astridlonghurst.com and you can connect with me there and the other one is if you're interested in training to become a, a certified body confidence and well-being coach, it's www.instituteforbodyconfidencecoaching.com. I'm on Instagram as well, it's romancing your body. And um, yeah, and, and just and also if anybody wants to contact me, um, I'm here. I'm I'm, you know, it is about passing it on, it is about helping, it is about doing that and leaving a legacy of sparkles. You no, know, it's it's leaving that legacy of, gosh, I made somebody or I helped somebody um, sparkle
0: a little bit more today and feel better and feel that, wow, I can do this too. That's a lovely one. I love that. Legacy of sparkles. Legacy That's sparkles. really gorgeous. Thank you so much. My last question that I ask all my guests, because I think women are really bad at accepting compliments about themselves. So what compliment would you pay yourself? Oh, I would say I'm fabulous.
1: I would say I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. And I'm fabulous. Well done. Well done. That's the compliment. I w- I know my story. I know what I've been through. And, you know, that's what I would say. And I would say that to every other woman on this planet. If we all sat round one evening and shared our stories, we would all be looking at each other in absolute awe. And we would all be saying, you are amazing. You're fabulous. You're incredible. And that is the truth.
0: Well, a perfect way to end because you are fabulous and thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been an absolute pleasure. I could have talked to you for so much longer, uh, but perhaps I might get you back in in six months' time for another one (laughs) because we've got lots to talk about. So thank you so much. It's been lovely to connect with you. I would love it. And I just need to say thank you so much.
1: And you are 150,000%
0: fabulous too. (laughs) Thank you so much. Sending big kisses, Astrid. Thank you so much. A pleasure. What an absolute pleasure to talk with Astrid today. I really enjoyed that conversation and I hope you found that inspiring and it gives you some food for thought on how you can improve your own body confidence. And as we said in the interview, it's not a done deal. It's always a work in progress. And I think the great place to start is, like Astrid said, is just to be kind to yourselves. So next time you are thinking about being harsh about your body, then turn it around give yourself a pat on the back and focus on the positives. So I hope you all take that forward into a new week and go and sprinkle some joy and uh, i will be back next week with another inspiring guest but in the meantime keep being fabulous thank you for listening to out the bubble podcast i hope you found lots of inspiration and it's left you with some midlife food for thought how would you compliment yourself i'd love to hear from you so i can share some love for all you women over 40 please get in touch. Email me, rachel at outofthebubblepodcast.com You can also come and join the Facebook page at Step Out of the Bubble. I'll be back next Monday but in the meantime, keep you fabulous.